This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our friend Dr. Mehmet Oz checks in this morning. The Dr. Oz Show is alive and well on Fox 5, 1 p.m. For all the info, go to DrOz.com. Good morning, Mehmet. Good morning, my friends. How are you? Good, good. We're doing wonderful. We're just back from vacation, so we're feeling very uh, chipper today. (laughs) (laughs) You know how that is to just kind of get away from it all? (laughs) You know, when you're in surgery, uh, the adage is that if you take a week off, uh, the, uh, the patient can tell. If you take two weeks off, Everyone can tell. So you never take time off. <laughs> you know, do you mind it when people call you Mehmet? No, I like it, actually. My it's friends call me Mehmet. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, it stuck with me. Um, as I saw this uh, doctor at uh, HSS for a knee surgery. Uh, back, uh, my back was by me. Dr. Kamisa, very well-known uh, surgeon. And he sent me to a, another doctor. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him. We're chit-chatting about, you know, his life and what he's done. I said, do you mind if I call you? And I could I see his, his little name tag in front there? I said, do you mind if I call you Fred? He says, my name is Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Fred? <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, did, he says, my name Don't is Doctor. Don't call me by my first name. Yeah, like that. So he's, a, he's, a, he's got a little different approach than Dr. Mehmet Oz, though. He, yes, his yeah. name is Well, it's an awkward moment when you graduate medical school when they call you doctor and you look around for the doctor you don't realize it's you (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny we were talking about the uh, different uh, cleaning agents that people use and I saw you on television you were talking about I think you said Lysol is the one that's the most effective so I just went upstairs and I looked at everything in our closet there I got the Mr. Clean I got the Lysol the Clorox but they all say the same thing 99% uh, kills 99% virus and bacteria now what's what is the deal what's really going on in in that department I think they all work if you use them correctly. Lysol, uh, God bless them, actually went out and did the studies to prove they killed COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And they had already proven they could kill the uh, other viruses. So it was easy for the FDA to approve their language. So, as you know, there's 
there's what you do, and then there's what you're allowed to say. And if you're, if you're in order to be able to say something, you have to literally prove it to the government so they're convinced. And nice all did the homework. But I think bleach is an incredibly effective, inexpensive solution. Uh, I, I, it's great that Lysol got approved, and I think they should be rewarded for that. But whatever bleach you have, use that. There's a new product from um, Procter & Gamble called Microband 24, and it says that it, it continues to fight, uh, have released these bacteria-fighting ingredients over a 24-hour period. So if stuff gets retouched, it'll still... Isn't that true with all of that stuff, or no? Not really. I mean, usually it gets toxic and kills it when you put it on there. But one of the mistakes people make, especially with alcohol sanitizers, is you know those wipes everyone has? Yeah. You wipe it real quickly, then you assume it's clean. It's the, you have to actually sort of get it wet Douse and let it dry it. by itself for about a minute. And once it's dried, then it's actually killed everything. So you can't clean the surface in 16 seconds. It just takes a minute or two to actually do your work, and then it immediately starts getting infected again. That's one of the problems of schools. Because you can clean the classroom all you want, but within an hour or two of the kids being in there, there's going to be new viruses and the like on top of that. And remember, it's not the bacteria we're worried about. But all these antibacterial soaps... I just did mm-hmm. a show on them on Friday. I just don't think it's worth using those soaps because they don't actually protect you as much as you think, and they breed resistant bacteria, and they're expensive. So why would you bother? Wow. Right. So what do you do in place? Of what, what do you use? Just regular soap. Regular soap actually works just as well. Gets you everything you want. Listen, if you can wash your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds, that would be the perfect solution. It's hard to do that when you're running around the de- during the day. It's hard to <laughs> douse your, you know, your, 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 uh, your phone in a... Uh, in soapy water. So we have other solutions, like we just like the bleaches, but uh, the, the, most of these work fine. And I just want to emphasize something. 80% of the problem is the air. It's not the surface. Right. It's the air we're breathing, uh, whether it's large particles of saliva with the virus in them, which the mask can help us, or it's smaller particles that get up into the air conditioning, which are not as important. But the World Health Organization over the weekend relented and agreed that that's a concern. And that might be one of the reasons we're seeing increased cases in the South, because it's hot. Everyone's gone indoors. Air conditioning is running. You oh. breathe. One person sick in a room. Six people around them are now exposed. They did one experiment in China. It was, it was, on, it was an observation. One, one woman walked into the restaurant was sick, and they charted nine people around her at different tables who got sick because the air conditioning was blowing the air around. Wow. So in Florida, there were 15,000 new cases on Saturday alone, and yet Disney World reopened two of their parks, and they're opening two more later this week. Is that kind of not a smart idea, given all of this? I, mean, I, I wouldn't have done it. However, I, I think what Disney World is arguing, and many people could make this uh, stick, they're saying, listen, the world is open. So how is it that Europe opened up and they don't have the problem we're having? Literally, they have one-tenth the cases we're having in America. So obviously, it's not the rules. Uh, it's what you're doing with those rules. Are you yeah. following them? And so if you open up public spaces and people go off and do rage and, you know, rage parties on them and bars that are crowded and they're indoor and you know, making passes at each other and picking up germs <laughs> while you're doing it, that's not going to work. Yeah. But, but you know, how did Sweden do it? Sweden never shut down. They don't have anything close to what we have. It's because people individually acknowledge their responsibility. So uh. you could walk through a relatively empty Disney World, keep your mask on, get temperature checked as you, as you walk through the front space, um, which is not perfect but helps. And then, you know, make sure you don't touch anybody. Don't get close to folks. It's outdoors. You could imagine that being acceptable as long as everyone was young and healthy and didn't have any vulnerable people they were going to get exposed to. But right now, the crisis is big enough that I would really 
take a step back if I were the average vulnerable person, older person, diabetes, hypertension, uh, overweight, just to stay out of the middle of life, just stay in your house. Dr. Oz, talk, uh, talk a little bit about um, the actual uh, death factor now. Is, has it lightened up a bit or is it is it just like it was? It seems to be more people are, are you know, there's people who are getting ill, but it's not as serious as it was. I'm sure there are people dying, but it's not to the same degree. Well, the total number of deaths has not changed as, as much, but it's a lagging cater. You don't, you don't really know for another week or two until people who got sick got to the ICU and we failed helping uh, mm-hmm. have a demise. Uh, and then we know some states, like in Florida and Texas, are starting to see upticks in deaths. So it's going to – you have this many cases, you're going to have people die. I think one saving grace is with three months of experience, hospitals have gotten better at treating patients. We have got a couple of medications that can help in crises. And the average age of the patient who gets ill is sick is younger, so they tend to be more resilient. Even though they get sick and go to the hospital, they don't end up dying as nearly as often. There are exceptions, of course, but nearly as often. So I'm hoping the total death rate won't be as high as it was uh, in March, April. I, don't, I do not think it will be. But there's going to be a bump with this, this many new cases. I see more. I see more celebrities on television uh, who have been through the coronavirus, and they say, you know, it was bad for a while, but uh, we made it through there. And, and, and oh, that's the vast majority of people, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, most people get through it without issues. Half the people probably are asymptomatic. It could be a lot more than that. And there was this very interesting study, two centers in Europe published it, saying that a good portion of the population may be already re- uh, resistant to COVID-19 because of having had the common cold over the last couple of years. Because, you know, it's the same family of viruses, coronaviruses, right. that cause the common cold. Do you and have so, any? Oh, go ahead. So your T cells, one of your part of your, forget about the immunoglobulins. That's what everyone's checking in the blood. But your T cells, which you don't check, may be reactive. It might be one of the reasons that when spouses get ill, when one member of the family gets ill, the chance of the spouse getting ill is one in seven. You know, how's that possible? You're in the same bed. And we think it's because some people actually already are immune. Yeah, that that's happening a lot. I know people that you know only one member of the family really came down with it, and everybody else was fine. But t- take me through this. Um, there's a lot of controversy, or at least talk about the fact that when these uh, when these marches and these protests take place, it doesn't seem it's not leading to any outbreak of coronavirus cases. How does that work? They don't. A lot of them don't wear masks, and they're close I together. Don't think that's- I don't think it's a true statement. I think that it absolutely does result in cases. If it's young, healthy people getting sick, they won't have symptoms. But look at Houston, fantastic city, sort of passed this, didn't have a bad outbreak. And when George Floyd's funeral occurred, you had 60,000 people, some of them older, relatives and you know, folks who just came out to show their grief, congregated. I, you know, public health officials down there think it absolutely correlated with increasing the number of cases. So it's one thing when a 22-year-old is yelling and screaming and they're outside and it's, and it's you know, well-ventilated and, um, and they're able to resist the virus infection pretty effectively. It's another thing when a 65-year-old goes to a funeral in a church uh, when there's lots of people, you know, people, some of them coughing and breathing heavily, and you can get people sick that way. But, you know, I don't think we're going to get through this completely until we figure this vaccine solution out. And I'm laser focused on that today on the show. And one thing I was disappointed to hear, I'm going to share with everybody, is I, I had Peter Hotez, who was uh, one of the leaders in the nation's vaccine movement. Right. And he said we had 150 possible vaccines, had 17 already in human trials, but... We are not going to have wide vaccination until the third quarter of 2021, the middle of next year, a year from now. 
which I was surprised by because I thought we'd have it by January, February. And he says, we got to just do what we know works. The things we've talked about, wear your mask, stay six feet away from people, stay outdoors if you can, wash your hands, uh, you know, do all that stuff for another year because we're not going to be able to get enough people vaccinated to feel comfortable until the middle of next year. For folks considering a vacation this summer, what about flying? Well, if you're young and healthy, I would fly. And if you're vulnerable, I would not. If I'm vulnerable, I would only fly, not from I fly for important I mean, I've gotten in airplanes. I, I don't mind flying, and I don't think I'm at high risk. Um, but if I was you know, 80 with a lot of medical conditions, unless I was going for an important purpose, I would avoid getting on a plane. Young, healthy people, people without comorbidities, I think they can fly with the precautions we've talked about. Dr. Oz, I will tell you, let the world know Scott Shannon's doing his part. I'm staying outdoors as much as I can. Swinging the golf club. <laughs> Always proud of you. Always proud of you. I'm out there. But it boils down to this. You do the same things you've been telling us all along. Wash your hands a lot. Keep your mask on. And stay outdoors and, you know, six feet away from anybody, right? And it works. And Thank it works. you. Thank you, Dr. Oz. Today, 1 o'clock, Fox 5, DrRoz.com. You're the best. We love you. Talk to you soon. Stay well, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.